Hey everyone, welcome to Leading Like Her. My name is Erin, and I'll be sharing with you my successes, failures, humor, and lessons that I've learned in my 15 years as an operations leader. Leadership can be tough, and my goal is to make you feel like you are not alone. So come with me as we learn and grow together. I'm not competing against you, I'm rooting for us. Leadership is a muscle that needs to be flexed. So show me those guns, girl, and let's get started. All right, let me, let me do the intro. Go for it. <laughs> giggling. Uh, hey, guys. So welcome back to Leading Like Her. I am doing the second part today of this five-part series, kind of catching you guys up on what my life has been like over the last couple of months. And I have a special guest with me today. Um, this woman needs no introduction. She is my mother. Mary Pierce. Mom is on the podcast today. And there's a really important reason why my mom is on the podcast today. Um, today, I want to talk a lot about what led me to leave my job as a plant manager here in Indy. And my mom had a lot of influence, a lot of feedback, and a lot of comments about my job situation and what led me to decide that I needed to go down a different route. So I'm, I'm excited to have you back on the show, mom. It has been a minute and I can't wait to kind of dive into why, why we're even talking about this, honestly. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yay. Yeah. So, um, it, it was funny because I was listening to some of my later episodes of the podcast from last year. And if you guys haven't listened to say the last four or five episodes of 2022, I highly recommend you go back and do that because I think you can see this coming. Like if you listen to my voice, if you listen to even the topics that I was talking about in like October and November of last year, like looking back, it's like, oh, I was in trouble. I was in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. at the end of last year. And hearing the burnout in my voice, hearing the stress level in my in my voice and in what I was saying now, like looking at it, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. A lot of what happened at the end of the last year makes so much more sense now. And to give you guys some context, I knew relatively early on in my tenure here in Indianapolis that I may have made a mistake or I may have jumped a little bit too quickly into the position that I took here in Indianapolis. Um, You know, mom, I remember on my my birthday, like in September, I was crying in the car or on the way home. I don't even think I waited till I got, I was on the way home. I think I was crying in the middle of a work day to you just about how, how stressed I was about the job and how badly I wanted to do well, how much I wanted to be the right person for the job, but just really wasn't feeling right. And you, you were like, well, if you don't like it, just quit. <laughs> Yeah, that that was my advice, um, which kind of sounds kind of weird from a mom, like, go for it, hon, just boom, just quit. But yes, 
um, which to me was kind of unfathomable at that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, It took me a really long time to get there, probably months longer than, than it should have. And, and you kind of bore the brunt of all of it because I basically called you every day for the last three months of 2022, six months of 2022, upset about something. Something had happened at work that day. Something was going on at work that day that I was having a really hard time handling. And you were always very like receptive and open and, and, and okay with me venting. But at the end of the day, you were like, look, if you're not happy, change your situation. Yes. <laughs> and how frustrating was it? for you to repeat yourself over and over and over again for months and me not have that light bulb go on. Well, it it is, it's, it's frustrating, but it's also painful as a mom because I'm watching you and I'm sure your sister felt the same way or any of your friends that you spoke to because you're watching this person that, you know, like you're capable of anything. You're a strong amazing leader you've got tremendous skills and but you were put in a situation that really maybe just wasn't the perfect fit and also a lot of things were not in your control that you may have thought were going to be um so you were in a situation that was just not win-win but the hardest thing to do when you walk into a job you know we're all pounded into our heads you start a job you never quit you have to stay at least a year you never quit in the first month. At least our, our our family, our culture, what we all grew up with and what I taught you or even your father taught you too and your grandparents even. Like you, you just don't jump into something and quit after a month. But <laughs> there are circumstances when you got to cut your losses and go, it just, it just didn't work, you know? And when I was watching you, I'm going, oh, this is one of those times. It doesn't happen often, but every once in a while it does. And before you took the job, we were all kind of going, yeah, this is going to work, but you made a choice and, and choices they're meant to you're meant to take a risk and take a chance. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, to, to give everybody a little bit of context, the company that I worked for was very supportive of me. They very much wanted to see me grow. They very much wanted to see me do great things and grow within the company. And there were some really amazing people that I worked with that, you know, to this day, I'm very thankful for working with the the actual role that I took here in Indy, I think myself and many other folks in the company had made some, some assumptions about, had had certain expectations about. And when I actually got there, circumstances changed very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't necessarily prepared for the scope of what I was responsible for, the pressure that I would be put under, And on top of that, I was trying to buy my own first home. I was leaving a relationship of five years. I had moved across the country. And so there were a lot of external pressures that compounded on top of the work-related pressures. And 100%, there were some things 
that I would go back and I would change, you know, hindsight's always 2020, but I honestly don't think the outcome could have changed. I think I would still be here um, Mm -hmm. looking at all of the different kind of psychological issues and stress that I had had on myself. And a lot of that is self-inflicted. Okay. (laughs) And that's a personality trait that is genetic. You pick up from Probably both sides of the of your of your families, yeah. right? And, and to all the overachievers out there, and if you guys are listening to a leadership podcast, I'm just going to assume that you're an overachiever. Um, it, you know, it's hard to fail at anything. It's hard to not do something 110 percent all of the time. And I have always done well in my career. I'm 36 years old. I have climbed that leadership ladder relatively at a good clip. Right. And. Oh, absolutely. And to, to get to where I've gotten, you know, I've, I've prided myself in being that person that will do whatever it takes to make sure the team is doing well, the business is doing well. And when I started not doing well and started kind of crumbling under some of that weight and some of that pressure, all of a sudden things just became a hell of a lot harder. And, and, and one conversation that I had with you, mom, that really stuck out was, um, we were, we were talking, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. I just completely lost my train of thought. We had a conversation about, we had a conversation. Yeah. Well, like, we did. We had a lot of we had a lot of crucial conversations in the car. So one of the the things that would happen is that I would get so overwhelmed. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So one of the crucial conversations that I had with you in the car after a really particularly bad day and I was really upset and I remember someone did something at work that just royally pissed me off. And I was seeing red. I was really angry. Someone had made an offhand comment. Someone had given me something to do that I didn't think I should be doing. Something happened where I was really, really upset. And you took a beat and you're like, Erin, is I think at this point, everything is going to piss you off. Everything is going to make you upset. Yeah. Because you've reached the point where you're not thinking rationally anymore. Yeah. And um, that, that was like a real turning point. Cause I, I remember the light bulb being like, you're right. Like if this had happened to me in Seattle or if this had happened to me in any other job and this person said this thing, or this person asked me to do this thing, would I have reacted as violently and angrily as I am right now? And the answer was no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I identified that because I have been in that place before. And so I, I knew exactly what was happening to you. And when you're at that point, you know, you, you've got both the physical, you're exhausted. You were not sleeping. You were working 12 hour days. You were handling way more of a load than you were prepared to handle. So you were physically and mentally exhausted you weren't eating on a regular basis um, like you should. So 
you were not taking in nutrition. So nothing, you, you were in a cloud, a fog, uh, you yeah. know, the brain fog was there, weren't thinking logically or clearly, which you normally are. And so at that point, everything irritates us. And there's no backing out of that until you get yourself back to normal. And you are never getting that opportunity to get there. You, you know, you get to your weekends, you're working most weekends. So you never got to the point of, of catching up. So at that point, yeah, you were pissed at the world and, and anybody just set you off. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't channel that into something productive. Right. I think there's right. a difference, you know, everybody has bad days and everybody has bad weeks. I mean, I've had hellish mm-hmm. weeks before, but you're right. Like I was, this was the like classic dictionary definition of burnout. Mm-hmm. I was so far gone that I couldn't even see how burnt out I really was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I chose to live in that situation. You know, I could have made that decision to walk away, to speak to my superiors, to, you know, reframe my own mental state at any point. Right. But I kept making the choice of, you know, don't, don't show weakness. Don't tell them that you need help. Don't tell them that don't tell anybody that you're, you feel like you're a failure. And it just kept eating at me, eating at me, eating at my, my mental state. And, and I, I was breaking under the, my own expectations of myself, which is not a feeling I'm very familiar with, to be honest. I've been very lucky, very privileged, privileged to be relatively very successful in my academic career and in my professional career. Um, the only other time this ever happened was when I failed out of college, right? Exactly. When I, when I failed out of Purdue, which I talk about in a, an early episode of leading like her, it was that same feeling of, you know, I don't want to tell anybody that I'm a failure. I didn't even tell my own parents. I didn't even tell you, you know, and it's, it, it just felt very heavy. And I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know how to get myself out of that situation. And so, you know, one of the crazy things that happened, and again, this is another moment where I had a, oh my God, I'm in a lot of trouble. My mom's been on this podcast before. Okay. (laughs) She's laughing at me. My mom's been on this podcast actually more times than you think she's been on this podcast. You know why? (laughs) because we actually recorded an episode about stress and how to let go of stress in the middle of November for this podcast. You know why you haven't heard it, mom? Why haven't, hasn't anybody heard that episode? (laughs) Because Aaron forgot to press the button that says record. (laughs) I forgot to record it. (laughs) Okay. We spent an hour talking about how to relieve stress and I was so stressed about getting another episode of the podcast up that I forgot to hit fucking record. Okay. That was like your one day that you had off and you're like, I'm going to get three episodes done and I'm going to get this done and I'm going to get that done. Yes. Yep. We got on and I went, gee, I don't remember her hitting that button. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't hit record. And I was, I cried. I cried Mm -hmm. for like a half an hour 
after getting off the zoom with you because I was so upset. And, and because again, I love the podcast. The podcast was my outlet, right? The podcast leading like her is my creative outlet away from my job. And I was so tired and so burnt from work that the quality of my episodes was going down. My enthusiasm for doing it was going down. And then when I missed recording that episode, I was like, you know, I just, I can't do this right now. I need a break. I need Mm -hmm. a break from a lot of things. I need a break from life, honestly. And, and that's a really slippery slope. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was interesting because I went to lunch with one of your close high school friends, Kelly, that lives here in Indianapolis and her wife. And it was a a Friday night, I believe. I believe it was a Friday night. And, you know, as you do over margaritas, we started talking about life and, you know, I, I, I confided in them that I was really having a hard time and I was, you know, kind of struggling to find work-life balance here in Indy. And, And I love what I do and I love managing people and leading people, but the fit just didn't seem right anymore. And that was on a Friday. And on Saturday, I had to go to work. And so I worked a full day Saturday. And, you know, I got there, I think at seven, and I think I left at, you know, three, three thirty. And somewhere along the lines on that Saturday, the light bulb went off. It was weird. I like after all of the conversations, and I'll tell like you guys, if if I had recorded all of the conversations my mother and I had over four months, uh, they could be their own show. Like, and, and, but they would be the same damn conversation because it was over and over and over again. It was Aaron. <laughs> yeah. If you're not happy, walk away. If you're not happy, walk to the point. I think at one point you were like, if you need money, <laughs> I did. I said, so, so I can, I'll, I'll take care of your mortgage for the next three months. Yeah. And that's because at that point you were, that was towards the end and it was bad. And I'm thinking if, if money is what's holding you back, you are mentally starting to crack. We need to do something about this. And, and as if any mothers that are listening to your show, when you live in North Carolina and your daughter's in Indiana, Indiana, Granted, it's closer than we used to be, but it's still an eight-hour drive. If you're still far away, you still can't just drop everything on a Sunday and go running and give you a hug, see you in person, look you in the eye and go, all right, kiddo, like, we're going to make this, fix this or help you with this. So, yeah, it came to that point where I'm on the phone going, look, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what we need to do. Um, And I would have. I would have, if, if that's what we had to do to get you out of that, because you were, you, you know what, again, you were at a point and everything you described about your job, um, although you loved it, you were at a point where you were not feeling successful. You could be, but you weren't. And there were a lot of um, areas that you just didn't have control over that, that would have maybe helped you along the way. And so it was like, all right, assess the situation. Where are you at? What can you, you know, what can you do to make yourself happy? Because in the end of the day, if you can't go to bed at night, 
have a good night's sleep and be happy. Like, what's the point? Yeah. And, and, it, and so all of those conversations, the light bulb didn't go off. So I don't know what happened on that Saturday. I am at work doing some mundane task. And I was all of a sudden it was, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why am I here? I, I dread waking up in the morning. I dread going in in the morning. I am not eating consistently. I am exhausted constantly. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? And at that moment, I made the decision. I am putting in my two weeks notice on Monday. Mm-hmm. That And that happened on like a sat. And I remember texting you. I texted you. I texted everybody. I texted you. I texted dad. I texted my sister, Laura. I texted my friends. One, for accountability, so that I didn't chicken out. And two, because everybody you know, in my life, I think at that point, saw that I was struggling. And I think everybody was like, oh, thank God. Um, she finally figured it out. I and- can tell you what it was that happened. You had a specific checkpoint with with something going on in your job and you got through that checkpoint and you really didn't feel any great satisfaction you stepped away so thoroughly exhausted yeah and and that was the afternoon that i said to you all right you had that checkpoint do they need you for the rest of the day and you're like i want go home yeah go home and take a nap yeah and you called in the rest of the day you went home and you you had you you called it. You had to. Yeah. You were going to drop on your feet. And that yeah. was part of it. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was. Cr- I, and and again, you know, the company that I worked for was was amazing in a lot of ways. Yeah. And oh, absolutely did, did some really wonderful things and continues to do some really wonderful things. Um, and that will always be one of the most, you know, transformative you know, positions that I've had in my life. And as a plant manager, I learned so, so much and managing people is, is something that I really do enjoy doing. I do, however, think, you know, it's, you need to be very careful with how much you take on at what stage you are in your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, had this happened to me when I was 25, and was still in the, you know, pay your dues, do what it takes, get the job done, rise and grind kind of thing. Maybe I would have been in a different mental state. But at 36, when work-life balance is a hell of a lot more important to me, and I'm making enough money that, you know, I'm, I'm not having to chase that dollar all the time, my priorities are a hell of a lot different. Mm-hmm. And, and that again is a very, very personal thing. And so I want this week to be about lessons that I've learned and different things that had happened. And I thought it was very important to start with kind of why I, why I left a, a very good job, a very lucrative job, a very supportive job. And, and honestly, it's because it just wasn't the right fit at the right time for me. And, right. and I'm, I think I'm still grieving that, um, it was also terrifying because I didn't have a job lined up. Let's talk about that for a second. No, no. Again, you followed in your mother's footsteps. (laughs) Yeah. So my mom, my, my mom, you know, I love you so much, but she very much as we've gotten older, my mother has 
gotten a lot more confident in herself as well, just like everybody does. And she has lived a lot of the life experiences that I'm going through now. And very true. Everything that's really much of a struggle for me to see, um, my mom is kind of bashing me over the head with it because she's already learned the lesson, just like most parents, right? Every parent sees their children making the same mistakes that they made and are like probably, you know, crying and screaming on the inside, right? (laughs) And some of them we can save you from and some of them you have to do and learn so that it takes you to the next step in life. So some things are just, they're rite of passage, you know, all of us have to have one crazy job that takes us out there. Um, I had my own, you know, we've talked about my own. Yep. Um, we've, we've all had that crazy job that we're like, what the heck was I thinking? But I learned something from it. And again, I mean, that one that I'm talking, this mo- the one that I'm talking to you about, um, similar thing. I think I was only in it about four or five months and then went, this is, this is not fitting me right. This is not in the right place in my life at the right time, nor is it a good fit to begin with, things like that. Um, but the hardest part for a lot of us, A-type personalities, perfectionists, whatever you want to call this, is letting go with the, okay, it's okay to call this a mistake or call it a learning experience, whatever you want to call it, and just say, but it doesn't work right now. Let's put it to the side. Yeah. The hardest part is jumping off the cliff, as yep. I call it. The, okay, well, I didn't necessarily have a job ready, like you just said, you know. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, because you're good at what you do, and and you really know your business, and you're a capable individual with a, a solid resume going out there, most of the time, you will find something else. Yeah. And, and, and it will fit better. And I was very lucky. So, so like I said, I, I did jump off that cliff. So I did not have a job lined up, which was terrifying. And the job market's a little weird right now, depending on who you talk to, it's hot or it's not hot. Um, and I think it depends on the industry, but um, I was really nervous and, and I had just bought my first house. Right. So I had just put a big chunk of money into my home. And, you know, luckily I have people like my mother and my father that, you know, share knowledge and and advice with me. And I didn't put all of my money into (laughs) the house. Mm -hmm. And so I did have, you know, a, a, a pretty nice emergency fund that I could dip into for a few months if I had to. And, And honestly, that's luck and, and, privilege and, um, you know, being able to not live paycheck to paycheck, which a lot of people struggle with, but I was, you know, fortunate enough to have an emergency fund to fall back on in order to get myself out of that situation when I wanted to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to do a whole finance series on leading like her this year. And I think part of that too, is, you know, how to, save, you know, for those type of emergencies. And and this, uh, this was an emergency. This was an emergency. I was physically sick, physically sick. And, um, and so I put in my two weeks notice and I left the company and I slept. Mm -hmm. I I slept for weeks, honestly. I don't think I left. 
I didn't leave my house. I pulled in from my last day of work on a Tuesday. I don't think my car left the parking lot again for 10 days. I, I did not leave my house. I didn't leave my couch. I didn't exercise. I ate and I, and by eat, I mean like DoorDash probably 80% of the time and cereal the other 20% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mom. Hey, hey, it's a good, it's better than nothing. Yeah. And I, and I, I just, I just existed. And I, I think that's a testament to how tired I was and how burnt out I was. And, and it was a relief. It was just putting that weight down was so difficult. And even after I left, I still had dreams about work. I still had, you know, anxiety about how they were doing and what was going on. And it took a long time to let that go. Um, And I still have a hard time, you know, there's still days of the week where I think about, you know, that group and that team, because it's an amazing team of people and and how they're doing and and what they're doing and getting how they're getting along. And, um, you know, I think that's something I'll always think about. Right. But how, um, so mom, I mean, have you seen a difference in me since I left that job or, you know, is, do you think that I still have a ways to go in terms of kind of pulling out of that burnout phase? I think you're on your way. I don't think you're a hundred percent, but I think you're definitely on your way. I think that, um, Again, like you said, the initial step, which is usually once you do jump off the cliff, you have a bit of maybe like a week or two of shock, I call it, yeah. where you kind of hit the ground, you go, I did it. <laughs> like, wow, I did it. Um, oh my God, I did it. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 100% I think you, that yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> we, unfortunately, we unfortunately had a lot of family stuff that happened Later. in the midst of all yeah. that, which kind of added to it. So it's a little bit diluted with that, you know? But I definitely think that you are coming around. I feel, I sense a strong, strongness in your voice coming back. Um, I, I felt like you, you got a bit shaken to the core in your confidence and your confidence is slowly coming back to you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I said that to you. I think at one point I'm crying, I'm yeah. sobbing. Like guys, when I say cry, like I was sobbing in the car. And at one point I was like, I don't feel confident as a leader anymore. How can I run a leadership podcast when I don't feel like I am a good leader anymore? And that was how low I had gotten at that. That was the scariest point. And that was when I was like, I'll give you the money. Let me get you (laughs) out of there. You know, um, because seriously, that's, that to me was, I've never heard you speak that way before. You have always been confident. And even when you're not sure you were still confident. Like there's yeah. a, there's a, I'm not sure about the topic. I'm not sure how I'm going to get through the day. Cause I've got too much and all that bit, but you were never shook to the core of, I, I don't believe in myself, Yeah, you know, like, and I'm thinking, my gosh, you've worked so hard. This is in, and this is because I have 20 years on you. This is a, a, uh, maybe I'll call it a hill that you're going over. I wouldn't even call it a mountain. There are mountains. Yep. This is a hill in the long hike of life here, you know, 
Um, so for me, I can look from the outside and go, oh, no, this is just this is small. You can get over this um, compared to um, other things that could happen to you in life. So it was a matter of like, oh, you need to get out of this and then rebuild that confidence, that belief. And your podcast was your thing. So not being able to get into that and be able to be your, cre you know, your creative self, I could see that was taking away from your strength, your superpowers, you know? Yeah. So I like the fact that you're getting back into your superpowers, you know, <laughs> and, and, and getting out there. And I also think everybody always thinks that strong women or even strong leaders don't have these hiccups in life. Everybody, you always see the facade, you know, you always see this person that just they're in there and they're leading and they're making choices and they never have any kind of setbacks and they're strong and, and all those positive words, but everybody's human and we all have them. And, and um, again, sometimes in life, it's not one thing. You had a couple things pile on top of you. If, if every person, if you wore a sweatshirt that said, gee, today I'm grieving I broke off up with my boyfriend. I traveled across the country. I bought a house and worried about paying the mortgage. And I've taken on this job that I feel um, has changed and is overwhelming. Like if you wore the t-shirt, people <laughs> would understand, you know, but you don't. Yeah. So I think by, by jumping back into your podcast and, and letting those other leaders understand it's okay to have these things, but it's important to address them. And that's, that's the key here. The message here to me is you, sh you need to address them. And yeah. the longer you leave them, the greater they impact you. Well, shit. So that's the soundbite for this podcast. I think you said that beautifully, mom, honestly. <laughs> no, really. I mean, it was, it was, be that's beautiful. And, and for anybody that's listening that is going through their own, their own hill, you know, and their own issue, you know, this tis the season of fresh starts, tis the season to kind of reevaluate, you know, in a, in a new year and take this as your sign or a challenge to you to really look at what is, what is hurting you right now? And what can you do to make changes in your life so that you are more fulfilled, you are more content and that you're not physically, mentally, emotionally draining yourself. And, and you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of women, especially, but definitely all leaders really don't want to show any weakness and Correct. don't want to show any, you know, any moment when they're not in control. And there were times where, you know, even at, at that job where you suggested or someone else suggested, like, why don't you go talk to somebody, you know, go talk to your boss, go talk to your, your team, go talk to somebody. And, and I, one, didn't want to do that because I didn't want to show that I was having a hard time. But two, I didn't think that I could get through the conversation without breaking down and just sobbing. Ooh. And Cause I was so far gone and I was so far, ex you know, with the exhaustion and the, and the malnutrition and the, and just mentally burnt that if I were to open my mouth and say, Hey, I'm struggling. That's as far as the conversation was going to go before I just completely lost it. And that mm -hmm. was not 
an environment or a situation I wanted to put myself in. And, you know, it's tough because the way that you're perceived you at work, you want to be perceived as confident and having it all together and understanding the situation and making all of the decisions. And there it's hard to find a time and a place where you can show that, um, vulnerability to somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even your, your boss, um, especially Mm -hmm. knowing that they feel the same kind of pressure that you do. And so it's, it's really tough to, to admit defeat or admit that you have, um, you know, a different path that you want to take. So what you said just hits so very home, obviously, because like we obviously lived it together, but for anybody else that's experiencing those types of things and are maybe working crazy amounts of hours right now, maybe are burning yourself out and not eating properly you know, especially if your life is consumed by one thing, it's take a step back and reevaluate what you're doing and just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and that you are that, and that there's an end date, right? Every, you know, there's a lot of times in my career, there's a lot of times in my life where I have had to put in those hours and know that, you know, we have a big shipping week. We're going to work 60, 70 hours this week, but on Sunday it's all done and we go back to normal, right? I can live with that. This wasn't that. <laughs> well, and one of the things um, that I always, at least in my prior position that I always appreciated, which kept the brain from getting too far to that point is if, if you are a leader and you have really a really good manager above you, a good leader above you, that once a week, you can, as a tool, check in and go, this is where I'm at. This is what I need and get back their answers of whether you're going to get what it is that you need to be productive, to be successful. Once a week you're doing that, it's easier to do that than sometimes it goes too far. And then you get to that, like you said, that explosive moment when I've had, and I've had that too, where it's built and it builds and it builds and it builds and you don't have that chance to have that conversation. So, and, you, and again, as a woman leader, you don't want to walk in and go, you know, yeah. you know cry. <laughs> so, um, and, and one is not always possible. So yeah. you know, in this day and age of, you know, Zooms and, and working across country from your managers or you know, out, of, out of state, out of country, whatever, um, it makes it more challenging because you're not in the same office space where you can walk into your boss and, and talk with them. Yeah. So sometimes it's just not always possible, but I will say those checkpoints, if you're in a hard situation, if you can establish for the new year, maybe some more extra checkpoints with your management to talk about what your obstacles are, what's good that's going on and what are your obstacles? Um, it might be that changing point of, of whether you can look at it clearly and say, yes, this is a doable place to go or no, it's time to make that change. No, no matter what I do, this is not a good fit and it's time to make the change. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. So, so guys, this is, like I said, this is part two of a five part series kind of going through what mom said, a lot of the different things that happened over the course of the last couple of months 
Um, but I thought it was really important to start with, you know, the lessons I learned from, from leaving a role that, that I thought I was going to be in for a heck of a lot longer than I was. And, you know, there's life throws a hell of a lot of challenges at you, but you also have free will and, you know, don't just float. There's no, there's no happiness in floating through life. And, you know, I I talk when I talked about my Mount Everest climb and uh, Colin O'Brady, who is one of the speakers and one of the founders of 29029, um, you know, you have to have ones and twos out of tens, you know, in your life in order for the tens to be that much more fulfilling. And, you know, the last few months, there's been a hell of a lot of ones and a hell of a lot of twos um, that I've had to go through that you've had to go through mom and that we've kind of gone through together as a family. And, uh, you know, Colin's take on it. And, and I really appreciate this is, you know, when, when you really have a lowest of the low moment, get excited because that means that, you know, your highs are on their way and, you know, Mm-hmm. And you need to make those highs. You need to set goals. You need to, you know, do something physically or mentally challenging for yourself to to feel that sense of fulfillment. And that's what I feel like this year is going to be for me. Um, I'm not sure if I said this last the last podcast, but for me, the word of the year for 2023 is healing mm-hmm. and healing my body, healing my mind, and really just understanding what makes me happy and talking to my mom every day makes me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me happy too. I and love it. Seeing my mom and I'm going to hug you in a couple of weeks uh, and I can't wait. Can't wait. Um, and this podcast makes me happy. Leading like her made me so happy last year. I got so many comments. I've gotten so much feedback. I had opportunities come out of this and speaking opportunities and and I love that shit. I love, I love doing it. I love doing this. Um, and, and I can't wait to see what this year has for me and for the show. Um, but mom, I mean, thank you for all of those crazy phone calls and for supporting me in whatever I did and, um, and just making it a little bit easier to, to, to say, you know what, this is, this isn't right anymore. And I need to make a change because not every parent would do that. And not every um, friend or person in, in, in my life would have said the same thing. And it was exactly what I needed to hear, except for the one day you did. So the, the, you had one day where you were like, maybe you should stick it out a little bit longer. And I remember being like, what? I did it on purpose. <laughs> because I kept saying, leave, 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 leave. And I'm like, you know what? She's not. So I'll say, okay day it's called reverse psychology kiddo (laughs) (laughs) there was one day that she was like well maybe you should stay you know there's some money coming at the end of the year maybe you should stay and just see stick it out and I was like what she's like well you aren't listening to me otherwise and I was like wait no you're not allowed to say that you're not supposed to say that (laughs) and she was like laughing at me and again like it was another kind of pivotal like all of this pushed me to ultimately making the decision that I made it just took me longer than anybody realized or wanted to 
to get there, but, but I did get there eventually and I'm much, much happier because of it. So thank you for all the the life lessons. Um, you know, kind of last question or last Mm -hmm. comment that I want from you, mom is, you know, what, what is your, what do you want to see for us this year on other than, than healing, you know, for your three kids, what would you want to see us accomplish this year? Oh, wow. You know, uh, and it's funny because as parents, you do, you think about that every year as you jump into a new year. Um, I really want to see all three of you, um, always financially happy, Yeah. but other leave that aside because that's constant, you know, and that's very relative. I want you to, I think I want you to travel more and see the world and open your heads, your minds, your thoughts, because I feel like um, what's been missing because of the big P word over the last three years is that ability that's, that's kind of stunted some growth for a lot of us in the sense of getting back out there. When I say traveling, see the world doesn't mean that you have to go to, you know, Tibet, I, even just crossing the country and in, in a car and taking trips. And I, I want you guys to enjoy some quality time uh, on vacations and with family and with friends and significant others or whoever it is. And just experience the world like where we can talk to each other, hopefully without masks on and hopefully just sharing experiences more because we've spent the last three years mainly on Zooms and telephone calls. And I've been really enjoying myself even over the last few months, getting back out there and, and experiencing the world. Because I think that um, that helps you feel a little more uh, relaxed and comfortable in your shoes, your own shoes, you know? And it also helps you as you deal with in management and, and as a leader with, with people, it helps you to understand people more and more. You, know, you can learn everything in a textbook, but really experiencing the world is how you learn how to adapt and, and live it. So I really like to see that. I'd really like to see us all just kind of out there traveling um, and enjoying life a little bit more, enjoying these things. Like you said, you know, finding your loves, um, for your sister, it's it's singing. For your brother, right now, he's just enjoying his dog and and yeah. out there walking the path and enjoying that. And for you, um, you love your new home and your new city and just meeting people and and being out there, hitting a park, mm-hmm. hitting a mountain, you know, um, getting out on a bike, whatever it is that makes you happy. You know, work is important. We we work to live but we don't live to work. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. me. Oh, thanks mom. Yeah. Travel travels on the list, you know, and you know, I've got some friends in St. Louis. I want to go see, I've oh. got, you know, friends in Arkansas, you know, I was just texting you about doing an overseas trip or something mm-hmm. later in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, I think that's good. And, and for anybody that's listening, mom said, think of it as your mom, your mom said, get out there and live your life. So that's let's end on that, but stay tuned for next week or sorry, stay tuned for tomorrow. We'll keep going, digging into what's going on this, these last couple of months. Um, Talk about my new job, talk about some of the 
um, the family issues that have been going on over the last couple months, but yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to be back. I'm really exciting. I'm really, really excited to be back on, on the show and mom, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being on with me. I love you. You're going to rock it in 2023. (laughs) All right, everybody take care. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you so much for growing with me at Leading Like Her. If you enjoyed the show, go tell a girlfriend about it. No, like seriously, like right now, go tell a girlfriend about it. And make sure to follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Leading Like Her. And remember, I'm rooting for us. Talk to you soon.